0: The Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, brings you this edition of Shi'ar Jashub. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo. And in a minute, we will be returning to a sermon delivered by our pastor and my husband, Greg Scalzo. It is part of his in-depth series entitled, Heavenly Authority. The current sermon draws on the lessons we've learned from 1 Kings, chapter 12, where King Rehoboam foolishly threatens to lay a heavy burden on the people of Israel. Pastor Greg applied Rehoboam's example to the New Testament church today as a warning to those in leadership and remembering the Lord Jesus' words that His yoke is easy and His burden is light. When we left off, Pastor was discussing the situation in the early church where the question came up: what do we do about the Gentiles? Gentiles had come to Jesus Christ in faith, received the Holy Spirit, and desired to be pleasing to God. But there were Judaizers who told them that they had to do more than just fulfill the spiritual aspects of the law in Christ. Rather, They needed to observe every little bit of the law, including circumcision, plus all the traditions and the rituals that had built up over the centuries. And Pastor began to read the decision that was reached by the Council at Jerusalem. Before we return to the sermon, let me remind you about our website at www.shiarjashub.org. Here's Pastor Greg Scalzo.
1: The council met, and in Acts chapter 15, we read uh, in verse 6, Now the apostles and elders came together to consider this matter. And when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God who knows the heart acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? If we as Jews cannot bear this weight of tradition and rituals and the observance to the law, how do you expect these Gentiles who have been so far away, who have come to a knowledge of God through Jesus, why would you place such a heavy yoke, a heavy burden upon them? Verse 11, but we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. Trying to observe the law and all the Pharisaic uh, embellishments upon the law couldn't save Peter or James or any of the Jews. Everyone was saved the same way by faith in Jesus Christ. So why lay this great religious burden, yoke, upon them? And then after more prayer and discussion, we read uh, down in verse 28 the actual letter that the council sends back to the Gentiles. In verse 28, "...for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these things, that you abstain from things offered to idols, from blood, from things strangled, and from sexual immorality, If you keep yourselves from these, you will do well. Farewell. No further burden. Just these very basic things. No idolatry. From blood, the Gentiles were great for eating and drinking blood, and obviously, you know, that was forbidden by the law, and the great symbolism involved that the life is in the blood, and the only life you can have inside of you is Jesus Christ. And obviously from sexual immorality. And then... They knew from the gospel that they were to love the Lord their God with all their hearts, minds, soul, and strength, and they were to love their neighbors as themselves. They knew the teaching of Jesus. With these few things he gives them, they place no greater burden, no heavier yoke upon them. We are called to be bondservants of Christ, bondservants, slaves. There is a burden that is on us. But sometimes religion can put a person in bondage to that which is empty, unnecessary, the heavy hand of some religious rehoboam, a heavy yoke that he thinks is right for you, but it's not part of the gospel. It is not part of the requirements of Jesus Christ to be holy and righteous and just. These are additional things, rituals, traditions that are just heaped upon. And as a matter of fact, the more they heap upon, the less you hear of the pure gospel, the salvation in Christ, the holiness, the purity that is in him, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, being new creatures in Christ, that gets pushed to the background as you become preoccupied by the heavy hand, the burden of the religious institution. Paul fights against this in the letter to the Galatians. In chapter 5 and verse 1, he proclaims, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. And the freedom in Christ Jesus, the freedom of holiness in him, of the new life in him, not to again become entangled by a yoke of bondage to rituals, to do's and don'ts on food and regulations, went to fast, went to go to a feast. All these things seem religiously important, all these religious duties, but it takes away from the purity of the gospel of Christ. We are called to keep God's true spiritual holy commandments. But John tells us in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3 For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are not burdensome. In the spirit, in the Holy Spirit, if we let the Holy Spirit work through us, the things that the Lord requires of us, it's not a heavy burden, it's not a heavy yoke. We can do it in Christ. Too often in born-again churches, we see the burden, the yoke placed by the older churches, upon the people, burdens that have built up over centuries of traditions that detract from the gospel of Christ we see the heavy hand of the rituals of the Christian Pharisees, the observances, the novenas, the religious duties, which seem so distant from the simplicity of the gospel and the truth and holiness and the call of Jesus. And we're right. We can easily see that heavy hand as being wrong. But sometimes we don't see the burden that's placed upon people in born-again churches that have nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're great for seeing what other churches do, but we don't realize that you can place a burden upon born-again believers, for example, by meetings, meeting upon meeting. Some churches have meetings all the time that pull people away from their families and your family should be your first mission field. You don't have to ask the Lord, do I witness to my family? Do I teach my children about Jesus? Do I speak to my spouse about Jesus? There's no necessity to pray because you know you're supposed to. God placed you there. It's your first mission field. If we're not faithful with the little, how can we be faithful with the much? I remember one time when I was a new Christian, I met a lady who had big plans in the church. She was looking forward to going and and witnessing to the continent of Africa and playing music for the Lord from one side of Africa to the other. The only problem is she didn't want to give five minutes to her own children. She couldn't wait to get rid of her children. She couldn't take them. They were too noisy. They were too obnoxious. She didn't want to speak to them. And I remember one of the little girls we were talking to when she said, Jesus is just another nice story like Santa Claus that mommy made up. And given how mommy treated the little girl, it was no surprise. Your family is your first mission field. And if you go to church meeting after church meeting and you're not there to, and a lot of times if you're a Christian in a family, if you don't have a Christian spouse, if your children haven't come to the Lord, it might be a nice place to be in the church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and be away from her or be away from him, but that's not wise. It's not wisdom in the Lord. You have to be there to reach them. Mothers spending hours upon hours in church activities other than Sunday service, which obviously we all should be on the Sabbath together one time a week to worship, rather than being with their children, making sure the next generation grows strong in the Lord, and doing it because, well, the pastor said I have to be at this meeting, and pastor said I have to be at that meeting, and pastor said I have to be at that meeting. Now, we don't say father, father, rabbi, rabbi, but tell me what the difference is If pastor says, and you just have to hop that moment, isn't that a heavy burden, a heavy yoke? And we can do the same things without rituals that an old-time, traditional, orthodox, Catholic church can do with rituals. It just doesn't look the same. But it takes the people away from the purity and the importance of the gospel and can move us into having to do stuff You don't like the word stuff, but I can't think of a better word here. Stuff. Whatever the stuff is, you fill in the blanks. If you've been around Christianity for a while, you know there is stuff. There's always some type of stuff, right? Doing stuff that takes away from the importance of what we have to do. There is a burden we have, but it's easy and it's light and it's doable. The commandments of God are doable in the Holy Spirit. But, you know, you could be made to feel guilty very easily by a Rehoboam. Don't uh, misunderstand what I'm saying. Church activities can be educational. Church activities can be strengthening. Church activities can be good. I'm not taking away from the different activities. They may have a role. They have a function. They can provide the additional fellowship that some people who have no families, no support, they need a little extra time together with believers more than just on a Sunday. But too often, they become another requirement. That's what I'm speaking about, mandated requirements that take away precious time. And you know, you know, that time is being sucked away like a vacuum from the American families, Christian and non-Christian today, that people just don't have time to be together. Join Pastor Greg Scalzo on the
0: web on the Shi'ar Jeshub website you will find information about Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, as well as an archive of our radio programs with in-depth Bible teaching and preaching. The address is www.shi'ar And can I ask you to pray about supporting this ministry? It is so important for the time that we are in that there would be solid Bible teaching on the airwaves and available on the internet. Our address is Shiar Jes Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.